Dude, I totally forgot about something. Is that guy coming to get the SVT? On Sunday. Ah, 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 205, 205, ah, 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 205. Oh, you can't tell by the way I use my buds, I'm a gear, but man. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Gear here? Buds Podcast, <coughs> episode two zero five. That is a freaking wonderful climber. I like the that. Charts. I like that number a lot. That one tickles my happiness. <laughs> you tickle my happiness, but let's too, get man. into it of this here show that we do. My name's Henry. His name's Dave. Hello. It's our show. And let's dive on in the Symphony of Corrections and your weekly reminder that cables are tone tubes in your weekly thank you for listening to thank you for being a friend <laughs> this show subscribe on the stuff follow us on the stuff email us at the stuff gearbuds podcast <clears throat> at gmail.com and buy my stuff on reverb although as i think we talked about that svt we were just we we're just getting into it yeah saying goodbye on Sold. sunday yeah. you take her from one last uh one last voyage? i don't have a cab that oh. works like that. I yeah. would that I would do with. You wouldn't that. want to run that through a guitar. Uh-uh. Yeah, it's too much power. It's a little powerful. Don't want to mess with it before it goes off to its new home. But you know, a little, honestly, a little sad to see it go. But it's going to a good home, so that's cool. Uh, yeah, it's 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 refreshing to know that you're selling something to someone who's going to use it. You know, like, oh. you know they're not just collecting. Oh, big time. Yeah. Let's get into some random stuff. Oh, I realized a couple episodes ago I had an actual correction for the symphony. And we couldn't remember, couldn't what, remember it what it was. Yep. Uh, I said that it took two AA batteries for that that uh, oscilloscope, that little uh, Korg thing. That oh, I triple A's? assembled. It's actually triple A's. Yeah, because yeah. it's a little baby, a little baby. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we were you were listening to it when when you got here that Matoverse uh, desktop saturator we talked about. Yeah, last it's a week. strange bird. <laughs> strange bird, it's, and it's sold out immediately. Yeah, that's kind of sorry cool. about that. If you didn't get your hands on one, could have been. I'm sure we hyped it up, you know. Yeah, we we drove all those sales. <laughs> I guess uh, probably you, not. But uh, I did get it? to play with it for, for a little bit. It's oh boy, it's I oh let's let's talk about it later. Let's talk about it when we get, get into back future into gear because okay. I think it is future gear. It's future yeah, gear worthy. Totally. Uh, but we will talk about it. Oh, you know what I do want to talk about? Hmm. You said that you had something really funny slash fun uh, that you wanted to discuss. Yeah, I, and I, I haven't told you about this yet. Dave, before we get into this, I just want to say, I it, it always excites me when you're like, yo, I've got this like mi- yeah. mystery thing. I want to just mystery drop thing. Just on Just carve out a show. little couple minutes for and the pod. And I, I, th- I was just so excited. Well, I, I don't know how you're going to feel about this. Uh, <laughs> well, I, 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 think you'll, I think you'll be happy about it. So I, I, so I was telling you about my buddy who does video. Sure. Yeah. And they have a thing coming up at the end of April where it's like a conference and they want to do a live podcast. Mm. And he was like, would you want to engineer it? And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, get a little money on the side. Yeah. And at first I was like, super easy. Two people. I can just bring my focus right. Plug into hit record mics i mean i can use 58s or whatever not a big deal mm-hmm. i was trying to like keep it very like i want to avoid like renting stuff and like making it a big thing and then yesterday he was like oh i think they're gonna make it like five people now mm-hmm. and i was like okay that changes a few things yeah big time actually um in the sense that you know we're gonna have to rent out some gear now and stuff like that well you also have to pr- provide headphones well that's so that's the thing man uh that's gonna be for i don't know 
Um, I told him it'd be easier if we didn't use head, like if I just wore them to monitor, mm-hmm. but like if we didn't necessarily have everybody like with headphones, I know it's more fun. It sounds cool, but five headphone amps essentially would be a disaster. Yeah, I have, I mean, I have a headphone amp, but you still, it's a four, four, typically yeah, four is what you get or you get four or eight. Yeah. So, oh. and I have, so, so for this, I would bring the, um, the focus, right? My multi-track, like the, uh, H, HM, mm-hmm. right? The 1820. Could bring that. That'd be fine. I've recorded live stuff, so I know how to do five live channels going at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the headphone thing, it only has two headphone outputs, so that would be that'd be a problem. And then mm-hmm. I was like, I could just bring some 58s from the space, not make it a big deal. I was maybe going to buy like little tabletop stands, stands yeah. like from Amazon. But now I'm like, well, now we're going to have to rent. Like, cause, and then aesthetically they're going to want like matching microphones, matching stuff. Mm-hmm. So you can't just be like, Oh, well here's an RE 20 and here's an SM seven. Like you, they want it to look very like professional. Yeah. So we're going to have to end up renting from this company, like five, like they're basically 58s, but they're Sennheisers. And then they have stands, like they have tabletop stands and stuff, but it's getting to be a little more than I kind of was like, agreed yeah. to. so I'm a little nervous about it to be honest. I mean, as long as the technologies hold up, I know what I'm doing as far as like recording, but it's a little, it's a little, a little scary. You, you, you bit yourself off a little bit there, Dave, didn't well, you? Well, I agreed to doing it for two people, which really isn't that big of a deal. Because mm-hmm. that's just, I bring the little thing, throw it in a backpack, laptop. But now it's like, oh, you have to bring like this eight-channel rack thing. And like, we're going to have to rent gear, like mm-hmm. rent like stuff. So I'm, I'm a little curious. Obviously, the fee goes up with that kind of situation. Yeah. Where there's like, oh, there's going to be, now it's more people want to do it and stuff. But it's basically two one-hour podcasts. Nice. So I don't know. What do you think? Grip and rip it, bud. I thought it'd be interesting for our viewers to uh, our listeners to, uh, you know, because we yeah. Have we ever really talked about like just a simple podcast setup? Like if people wanted to do something like this, you know? Oh, definitely. It's, yeah. we, I think we did a whole a whole episode about that. One yeah. of the early ones could have even been Gear Hunks days. Yeah, it might have been right. Because I re- I wrote that article for Reverb. I don't even. know. Oh, that's right. You no did one do that. Was. Yeah. I don't even, yeah. I don't, I, my memory. I couldn't begin to tell you what year that was. Well, so as our uh, producer slash CEO slash uh, <laughs> head of GearBuds, do you have any other tips for me? If, if there, is there anything I'm I'm forgetting? I would say just make sure you have backups for every for for stuff. Yeah, and extra cables and probably an extra microphone. Yeah, definitely. And uh, also, uh, pra- you know, practice it a bunch before you go there, and yeah. like be, you know, you're going to be doing it with your laptop, so make sure you're all dialed in with all that right. stuff. Also, make sure you have to know what uh, how they want the files processed and exported yeah. and sent back to them. Yeah. So the nice thing is the buddy that I'm working with is he's like the head of the whole thing, so he'll be doing all the editing yeah. and all the. And I'm just like he's like, well, well, can you export wave files? I'm like, well, yeah. So that's yeah. that's all he'll need, and then he can do line it up with the video on his end and stuff. There but, you go. But yeah, um, it's really just a matter of like, you know, will my computer be able to record five channels at once for an hour yeah without that's, crashing that's what i'm saying practice it yeah before for sure because you don't want to you know, have a crash and then we've not done, have a computer i've run eight channels at the space with drums mic'd up and everyone's wearing headphones and mm-hmm. you know um we've done that and it's worked uh fine so and that's a little more intense as far as like the the signals that are going into you know everything at once and stuff so yeah I think it just should be pretty straightforward. Seems like it. Yeah. Yeah. I think you got it. Are you nervous for me? 
You look you, have, you look uh, apprehensive. I no, I don't think I'm nervous. I think yeah, you just just practice it like a few times beforehand, you'll be fine. Yeah, the other kicker is going to be, of course, they're like, oh well, if we're renting gear, then we have to get it like the day before. Yeah, right. Practice. Um, we get to see the room the day before. It's at the Chicago Athletic Association. So, cool. And they they have like suites that you can rent out for like conference room type things. Mm-hmm. So I saw a picture of that. It looks good. But we're going to actually go visit the actual space. I want to make sure there's enough outlets. There's enough like, you know, bring a power strip and all that kind of fun stuff. A power strip. Oh, my gosh. Dude, I know. Well, it went from me bringing like a backpack of stuff to being like, oh, now I'm going to have like five of everything. Yep. This giant rack thing and stuff. So I don't know. Dave stepping it up in the podcast engineering if world, it goes folks. well i feel like i'm gonna you know i'll get my wings it'd be like you know like the way i was looking at it i was kind of like i could just say no to this and be like fuck it but i was like i'll challenge myself yeah why not why not like get a little anxious about things once in a while and get a little stressed out and be like, shake it up shake it up see what you're made of you know <laughs> so i'm pretty excited I think you got it yeah i think it'll be fine hell yeah that so was that was funny slash fun and yeah. it was a good thing to, for the for the pod. Yeah, I thought it was kind of a funny thing that came. We'll up check in. Week. We'll check in with you later on that. Yeah, one, I'll how, get more details on, on Monday after they do a call. Um, but yeah, I think uh, if we can rent the gear and have like and my buddy can like take care of all that shit, you know, obviously I'll tell him what to get. Yeah, right, exactly. But I don't want to have to go drive and like pick stuff up and drop stuff off and pay for things and stuff. So mm-hmm. I was like, if you can make it this easy for me, I think we'll be. I think we'll be all right. I think you got this. I think it'll be fine. Yeah, it'll be harder to edit anything, like half listenable with five freaking people on microphones. I know that that's the really hard job, dude. It's it's and again, like if it would be nice if I could get like five headphone amps going and stuff like Mm -hmm. that, but I just don't. That's just gonna be so much extra crap. I don't even think I could even do that. Oh, you could easily do it with my setup. What would you? You wouldn't be able to give them eight or five i should say five unique right uh mixes you'd probably with your setup i'm guessing you'd be able to get away with two yeah but even that you probably only need one yeah and and Anyways. i and it's kind of like so i asked like what the content was too because like that kind of matters a little bit mm-hmm. you know is it, is it comedians or is it like people being serious and like doing and it's kind of like the motivational like gary v type bullshit <laughs> so you know there's probably going to be one guy doing most of the talking so I don't think I don't even think people are going to want to wear headphones if they're all kind of like suited up and everything like that. Yeah. Looking nice with their hair and stuff. All yeah. slick back. Yeah. All gelled up. I like the headphones. But it's easy. Well, it's it's easier to get into the microphone. It is. You and know it, you where you know in. where you want to be. Yeah. You lock in. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm a little I'm a little curious how it's going to play we'll out. We'll see. But, uh, yeah. Keep us posted. I sure will, buddy. Oh, boy. Let's see. What else do we got? Let's start it off here. Oh, big one. Big news. Big news. Big news. Well, bigger. Th- it seemed bigger than it actually was, and, we, and we'll get into that in a second. But we'll just dive on in because Marshall Amplification mm. has been acquired by a company called Zound. Not to be associated with Zounds. Multiple Zound, which would be Zounds. Yeah. Uh, and I guess when you... When you, when you pluralize the word zound you also have to add a z to the front of the word oh is that too that's right because as most people mispronounce z zounds z zounds yeah oh uh, they okay so i i dug into it a little bit because that was i saw this headline i was like wow shocking news i it turns out in 2010 marshall was already partnered with a company this company zound mm-hmm. in sweden and you know all those like marshall headphone 
the amp looking things yeah like were, the bluetooth stuff and like yeah where they look like the spe- like the amp cabinets yep. with the headphones and then they also sell the little speakers kind of their little like merchy type stuff all of that stuff was this company Zound. Oh, okay <clears throat> so not the amps themselves like the that was still course. maintained by right. the marshall family now they're like hey this has been going gangbusters we're doing great with the artifacts What's yeah the, with that's the, not the word the merch i the guess merch yeah, side of stuff right let's let's step it up and now they've partnered further where they actually acquired the majority of Marshall amplification so it's what oh so they're taking on the amps now too so yeah it's let's see under the terms of the deal Zound will acquire the business of Marshall amplification for an undisclosed amount made up of combination of cash and shares which I I believe the share the original Marshall family and it's so it's Jim Marshall's son and daughter maybe a couple of people I don't remember I've got it in here somewhere uh, they, I think they have 20 something percent, 24 percent of the of the company that has been formed with the rest being owned by this. Right. Zound company. I guess Marshall has 200 people and Milton Keynes. Incidentally, for you racing fans out there, Red Bull Racing also headquartered in Milton Keynes in the UK. Huh. And oh, a further right, yeah. 300 Vietnamese uh in their manufacturing facility there. And then Zound, uh, the Stockholm-based company, has 280 employees now. Wow. Grown quite a bit. Did I say, like, they own Adidas or something like that, too? Did you see that oh, when you scrolled down I don't the article? Know. They I, said the other brands they own, and one I didn't recognize, and then it was Marshall, and then Adidas. And I was like, oh, I wonder how that works, Yeah, too. Premier Guitar, just they basically had just the press release, and I read yeah. a Forbes article about it that gets into all the business side no, of I, stuff. Yeah, I went to their website, because I, I first wanted to check if it was related to Z-Zounds. Right, of course. Because yeah. I was like, wait, what? Like, when I first saw the, <laughs> the headline, because you sent it to me, and I was like, hold on a second, wait a Dude, minute. Dude, their, their sales of Marshall Amps are going to burst this <laughs> week. It's gonna, they're just going to blow up on, on Marshall Amps uh, over there at Z-Zounds. Yeah, right. Yeah, so they, I guess uh, the groundbreaking deal combines the companies uh, now into one with an annual revenues of three hundred and sixty million dollars. Hmm. Big, big business. So hopefully, hopefully that means good things for the longevity of Marshall. Yes, yeah. as, as the amps. Because I don't, I don't really care about the other stuff. Would you ever wear those headphones? No, no, no. And they're not cheap either. I think people like the. The little Bluetooth speakers. Those are cool. I think people dig those. Yeah, I've I never think those, really, I've never really used one. They look cool. And yeah, kind of yeah. like fun. Did I think they? I want to say they did a Bluetooth thing where it was kind of like Sonos, where you could link up multiple at once, which is always a fucking cool thing. That's always you can dope. have like in your kitchen going in your living room. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think I, I think when they introduced those Bluetooths, they were able to like sync them up together or something. Sick. So that's love cool. that. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I guess. Oh, Marshall also owns something called Natal Drums, or maybe it's Natal, N-A-T-A-L. Hmm. Did not know that. Marshall Records and Marshall Live Agency, which I don't even know what that means. Did you see the news about the Suzuki Omnicord? No. You, do you know the Suzuki Omnicord? You probably know the Omnicord. Maybe. <clears throat> it's that, I think it came out, let's see, in 19, yeah, 1981. Originally, and there have been multiple multiple iterations. It's this super '80s looking synth that kind of I don't know the shape. It's like sort of circular, and then it goes off into more of like a squared off shape to the to the side. Okay, and it's it's sort of like a, a, a an auto harp in a way. You know, where you like press a button and you can like play chords that way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it has it like it kind of has that functionality sort of, but it's like still '80s synth 
Totally. They're super cool. Yeah. And in fact, they, I believe we've talked about them before because the entire minus the bear record Omni yes. was kind of based around the Omni chord. Gotcha. Gotcha. Which I, I enjoy that record. Very yeah, much. totally. So it's, you know, you know, you kind of dig the sounds. Also, hey, this came out recently. The Gorillas uh, or the song uh, Clint Eastwood by Gorillas. Yeah, it's great. That doom, 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 That is preset rock one on the Omnicore. No way. I watched a video with Damon Alborn recently where he's like, yeah, here it is. And then he just like, wow. Got the and then you're like, out. that's the beginning of the and song. It's, yeah. it's the whole song. Right, right. It's just like, Omnicore. and then no, even the like, ding, 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 ding. That's, he just does like, really? That's just like right on the Omnicore. No shit. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, man. So, I, I bet he was playing in that, in that doc, uh, Bananas, which was a good uh, Gorillaz oh. documentary where it shows them recording that whole first I feel album. like that was an early Dave's doc, wasn't it? Super early. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I wonder if we're ever going to do a, DDR Dave's Docs were to revisit it, <laughs> dude. I've done I've done a couple. Well, I but I feel like I I mean maybe like you know where you actually went in depth on one and it was like an early like official yeah. oh, Dave's yeah. Doc. Oh for you know sure. What I mean, well that's the great thing about the spreadsheet because I can be like, all right, couldn't find one this week. I'll go back down and like we'll re- what, rewatch we'll see, something yeah. I watched like four or five years ago. Dude, there's still two. There's the one we ne- we both said we were gonna watch about that Luthier. Yes, I keep forgetting about that. And then there's another one about oh that I don't think it ever has actually been released. Wiley at about that guy who makes the rubber bridge guitars. Oh, I don't know if I, I saw. I think I sent that. you the link for okay. that a bit before it, but it's been I've been waiting for that one for so long, and it's and you know it was one of those deals where it played at a festival or a few festivals, yeah. and then it just like doesn't get released forever. Dude, this this happens a lot. Actually, yeah, uh, there was supposed to be one about Chris Cornell, and Brad Pitt was going to be like funding it and producing oh, it. Oh dang! And it was yeah, and they there's all these articles from 2019 about it, and then it just poof disappeared. Blada poofy to poof. I don't know. We didn't even get to the heart of the, the heart of this. Yeah. So are they reissuing this thing? Re- <laughs> I saw where it was going. Are the uh, you read me like a book? Dave are the ori- are the original ones very collectible? Like very expensive? No. Okay. You can get. They're still they're still pretty reasonable. I wonder what this is going to do to it. But yeah. They, and that's the other thing. I don't. They haven't been very specific about it. But I guess Suzuki has existed for seventy years, and mm. to commemorate the anniversary, one of the things they're doing re- reproducing the Omnicord, and I think. I think they described it as a reboot, but I don't know if it's going to be. This is because there, are, like I said, there are a number of iterations of it. I don't know what if it's going to be the OM three hundred or right. whatever. And they're probably going to. I'm sure it'll have some sweet upgrades too. You know, we 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 sure hope. Yeah, we also hope it still has that Rock One preset. So oh, we it, can has just play it has to. It has all the time. Uh, so I'll probably be getting. You know, I shouldn't be. I, sh- I should. This is terrible. I should. I'm like. I'm trying to stop buying so much <laughs> gear, and I'm just like, no. Okay, let's go buy that. Oh, uh, speaking of selling gear, which is a thing. I'm yeah, it's been on your brain. Another famous person is selling some gear, and I should note, not on Reverb this time. Oh, Wes Borland. Yeah, big old gear sale, and he's doing it on a website called Analogger. Never heard of it. It's it's analog without. And then and then R. There's no E after the analog. Did you go through the listings? I did. Uh, it includes a number of fairly interesting things. And the prices, I mean, it's auction based, so they yeah, look it up. Know. I haven't. It's. I think this weekend is when it ends, so yeah. we'll have to check back in on that. Actually, no, I. Th- it might be Monday, so folks should have a chance. Oh, cool. Uh, the the one thing that I thought was pretty interesting was the first ever Mesa Boogie that he got, which he got to yeah. record three dollar bill y'all, right. which is the only Limp Biscuit I've ever like really liked. Yeah, yeah, me too. 
like you know i i i'm not gonna pretend like i didn't i broke down to some to Roland, break stuff yeah <laughs> you know once in a while when i was sure, young sure. and impressionable but, the, but that, that, classic first, that first record metal when i was tone. young enough to be influenced by it i really got into it um that record too. or that amp is for, is is part of the which deal. is you like want one of those anyways didn't you like weren't you talking about it's like a holy grail amp for you well there's a particular early one the two channel that i do i do quite I do quite like those. And then I tried to buy it when I worked at CME and yeah. I was literally in the room demoing oh, it, carrying it out, it was feel, sold like puffing my chest yeah. out. Like I'm about, I'm about to buy this tonight and it sold out. Yeah. 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 I remember that's, that's a sad, that's a heartbreaking it story. Happen. Well, yeah, they, they estimate, I think that amp's going to go for almost $8,000. This is four to eight. Yeah. To eight, which yeah, yeah I can see it range. doing that. Yeah. Six grand would be a lot for an amp. Not, not the $3 bill y'all. I know. But could imagine you, could you buy that head elsewhere and just it'd be like hopefully the same sound yeah and i think his is actually a three channel which is not like <clears> i said <throat> which i said not my desired sure. style again i would want it because it's freaking freaking Wes's head from yeah i like there was a couple cool bases for sale um two rickenbackers and there, yeah he had a couple ricks so that's right did you did you watch any of the videos that he did no so for every there were really lacking description uh-huh. if you clicked on any yeah, items right. it was like it was like Rickenbacker bass. Yeah. Like, cool. White. I'm like, no shit. You can see it. <laughs> um, but it didn't say like what year. I actually looked up the serial for that one that was a 76. But at the end of each, kind of like you click through the pictures yeah. and at the end there's a video and it's Wes himself holding the instrument and talking about it. A little, just like a little like 10 second mm-hmm. thing. But it's kind of cool. Um, but there were two Ricks. The other one had Seymour Duncan humbuckers installed or like mini humbuckers and which I don't prefer on a Rickenbacker. It kind of defeats the purpose. But he was like, yeah, I bought two Rickenbackers. Cause that's I was how like, you really feel, Dave. Yeah, well, it does. I mean, it's like the opposite tone. I'm with you. I agree. Yeah. Um, but anyways, yeah, I need more thump in my Rickenbacker. All right, come on. Chill out. So then, uh, so, but he's like, he's like, yeah, I bought two Rickenbackers. I don't know. I just bought this other one because I was like, I wanted to. That was just his explanation. Oh, like while he's holding to. it, and you're like, cool. <laughs> All right. I, I, I get you, Wes. Yeah, man. I mean, that's, if I, I, that's how I am with Les Paul's at the moment. Yeah, oh, I, just, I don't know. I wanted two. I want another one. So there it is. But uh, I, there's some cool stuff. I'm I, that's actually going to get me. I kind of want to see those. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna go back and, and check those I, out now. I will say I'm, I'm a little bummed about the interface uh, for that website because I'd never been on it. Mm-hmm. Every time I clicked on something, even if I was on like page five, it would take me back to page one, and you couldn't just scroll down. Mm. It's like you have to click through each page. So that was very. That's annoying. super annoying. By the way, really, you you talking about Rick's made me realize that yeah. Rickenbacker has the coolest nicknames for their instruments the fact that we get to call rickenbackers ricks and rickies yeah is cooler than calling a a, a, ricky is way cooler than gibby gibby is no i mean i say it but i i don't feel great it's more of a joke yeah yeah or like i'll be like oh my fendies my fend oh well that's already another famous you know but i don't yeah but i don't uh i don't say that like in public i mean maybe on this in public I'll say it to like Mandy. I'll be like, I'll oh, say it to our entire get, podcast. I'm gonna go audience. get my Fendi out. <laughs> Baby, I'm gonna get my Fendi. Baby, want Fendi? Baby, want my Fendi? <laughs> Good stuff. Wes also had a Selmer that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was a cool. Zodiac Twin Thirty. Yeah, that would be really neat. Yeah, all the really cool stuff. He go said for that I saw in the article, whichever one was that he uh, said that uh, Rick Rubin told him to buy it. Rick Rubin recommended that he get a Selmer. And okay. Uh, he used chocolate. St- he used that to record chocolate starfish. Mm. I guess. Okay. 
So no, he had some cool, and there's like some weird one-off custom guitar I think that he had made, or it was like a signature. I don't even know who made it, um, but it looked pretty cool. It was on the fr- the front page. I can't remember now. <laughs> Wait, say that again. He has like a weird like one-off custom guitar for sale too that he played. Oh, the Yamaha. Maybe that's it, what was it was made by Yamaha okay. for him, and then they were yeah that was a guitar that they were prototyping and then never actually made that's making the signature. Yeah. And he toured it a lot, and it was semi hollow and pretty weird looking. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I'll ch- I'll be checking out the list. I'm not going to buy anything, but you sure? it'll be fun to see what some of that stuff goes for. for sure. What if you What if you just were like you know what? <laughs> Give me I'm, something to break. I need yeah, and then you break the ten thousand dollar triple rectifier that you just bought yeah right well the irony is give me something to break and then you and you fucking destroy i it. saw that article and i was listening to that i was listening to uh three dollar bill y'all yeah three dollar bill y'all like two days before that so it's kind of just a weird weird stuff man weird stuff. weird it's weird to how weird all things happen dude i haven't listened to that record in 10 years probably and i was like yeah i'll put that on man. You'll, you'll spin. yeah one more thing for the for the symphony here and it's because it's also I think this, it's a piece of gear that you can pre-order. Well, it's a piece of gear that you can pre-order to make. Mm. And it's also a product made by a band. And I think it's just like the coolest thing ever. So this could have been future gear, but I also just like, I also feel like it's kind of symphony material because it's just so cool. I wanted to bring it up. It's this company. Uh, they're called, well, I think the band actually is just called Indifferent Engine. Okay. But they also make really cool like pedals and delays and stuff but they're a band but they're a band and Uh-oh. then so like to like get the their like name out the, about their band they like sell this as like their merch kind of deal that's really cool yeah and i think it's it's everyone more people need to do is not necessarily like with with this specifically but like whatever your band is yeah also have a secondary thing that you do and incorporate that in your band and oh. that's your way to just fucking rocket your way to the top it is and and you're using the stuff in real time at shows and recordings and stuff so people exactly get to really hear what they do i would so, assume they're using so this thing that stuff. i'm really excited about is called the janky tape echo okay and so it's a pre-order and they're saying that they're expected to ship mid to late april you know how pre-orders are i don't know who knows if it'll actually ship them, but sure. we'll see. So what you can buy right now, it's a, a main circuit board and a control board to make one tape echo. Okay. And when you're done making it with the, the pictures that they have and stuff, it actually it like it kind of looks like there's like a window for these little tape things, these tape heads. And on the bottom, there are these like five buttons, almost sort of like an old school tape machine, like a cassette recorder right, sort of right. deal. But it's a tape. It's a tape delay. Right. That's awesome. And gives you the full build instructions, all the digital files you need available from. The, I mean, it's. T- I went through it. There's tons of detail and stuff. If, if you've ever built, soldered anything, it's a. It's going to be a, a bigger project. Don't get me wrong. But if you've ever soldered, you could you could probably make your way through this thing. Nice. Uh, they give you the full bill of materials, where to buy all the parts. They, you know, you get the circuit boards from them, but you have to buy the rest of the stuff elsewhere. Oh, okay. Um, and it even tells you all the hardware and tools that you need. And it's only 25. Well, they're a British band. So 25, it's tw- 25 quid in it. it that, was, <laughs> that was the worst British pretty good. I've ever done in my life. I like the in it was really actually kind of stapled oh, it thanks. all together for me. So either way, it's super cool. I don't. The problem is that I think you have to use. I, I haven't gotten too deep into this part of it, but it looks like you have to use their tape heads. And you can buy these like special magnetic tape heads that yep. like actually do the delay stuff for right. you i think you have to buy it through them and it didn't look like it looked like they were sold out 
hmm. sold out already. So I would I would imagine I didn't really dig in. I bet Seems if you're in, into that stuff, you could like look into the forums and stuff. It yeah. is definitely a DIY project, but I'm right. telling you. But I wonder why like, they just wouldn't sell everything together, you know, as a package or something. I was looking for that exactly. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I would. I was thinking this seems like the sort of thing where it's like there's a forum somewhere that they're talking yeah. about this, but I just I didn't get that far with it yet. So. I do love a nice tobacco, by the way. Yeah, and I just it, it just it seems like a fun, rewarding project that if you could actually build it and have it work at yeah. the end, it would be pretty fun. Not and not terribly expensive way to get a cool like wobbly tobacco sound. Right. And that, my friend. Oh, you know what? We do have a little bit, but I'm sorry. I thought we had to jump into Dave's docs, but we've got a couple more. Things hey, man, we did a we did a short one last week. This this is on its way to being a nice. We're already episode. beefed out, but the, there isn't there isn't a ton for future gear. So, okay. well, that's you know we've got we've got a heavy heavy symphony this week because uh, we do have a rare find of the week. Okay, which I'm classifying as because I couldn't find any for sale on on Reverb or, e, e, or uh, even eBay currently, Ooh. and that it was something I sent you this week, which was the. Dwight Yoakam Dwight Trash Casino made by Epiphone mm. back in the day, which was a white casino body with a white reverse Firebird headstock. I like that. And and I, I thought I sent it to you. And it, cause it I even, think you did. It had, I don't know if you noticed, r- Tumbling Dice inlays at 12th fret. No way. You sure did. Uh, I realized, though, also why they weren't available for sale because they only made 250 of them at the oh, time wow. in Japan so they're of the higher end sure. sort of deal. I couldn't find a price. I couldn't find what they what they were cuz no one has them for sale currently. This was like something that was sold was years ago. Was this like ago. an old article then or something or was it just like they were I, like where are these? I don't ones? remember how I got how I went down that rabbit hole yeah. where I decided to get find fri- one of these. Yeah, but I I learned oh, you know what? I watched the 5 Watt World video about Epiphone casinos, the, oh, his- yeah. the history of Epiphone casinos, and towards the end, he mentioned that there was this Dwight Yoakam signature model. So I l- tried, to f- I tried to find them, and I couldn't find them. But I would imagine if when they do go up for sale, they're pretty expensive again because he only made two two hundred fifty of them, and also it has the best name ever, the Dwight Trash Casino. I love that because it's a white casino. I think that's so fucking cool. Like, and he also has a hit called Guitars Cadillacs, which I didn't know. Guitars, Cadillacs, hillbilly music. The only thing that keeps me hanging on. Oh, Dave, you just you just broke my heart and so sewed it back together all at the same time. Pretty sure that's the same song. Wow. I would have to say if it, it, it starts better with be. the words guitars Cadillacs. It's a hell of a hook, man. <laughs> wow, you impressed me up with that one. Uh so I don't know. I feel like that that was worthy of rare find just because yeah. I couldn't find one for sale, but it was a guitar I'd never heard of before. Also a, a white casino would about. be fucking awesome. With the reverse headstock. With the reverse firebird headstock. Yeah. I, I I'll be You're honest. You're not a big fan I, of the reverse. Right? No, I don't I'm not a big fan of the firebird headstock in general. Yeah. It's so it's, it's it's not my favorite looks like a bird. headstock. Kind of looks like a bird. F- fitting fitting name. I like it on the uh like the like the Grohl guitar. He has that has that headstock, right? The Dave Grohl. It does. Yeah, it's I it's fine. It's a, cool. it's a trini. I get it. Yeah. Um. Oh, uh, quick update on something that I sent you earlier this week mm-hmm. was that Gretsch White Falcon that was like three hundred and fifty dollars. Yes. Uh, confirmed it was a Chinese copy. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Um. But yeah, I didn't know the made in Japan ones were that expensive. Well, that's that's where they've been made for years. Is it Gretsch's Gretsch's not been making 
unless it's well, like a master vendor. built Steven Steven Stern or whatever, they're yeah. all their stuff, all their high end, very expensive stuff comes from Japan. Yeah, yeah, that was so funny. But yeah, somebody confirmed it right away. They were like, "Oh, that's there it is." Nice try, dude. Nearly gear jail for that. I mm. do. We do need to get into gear. Jail. We got to get into gear jail, dude. I think you know what's coming. Yep, sure do. And I don't think that it, I think it's, I don't think, I think we've, I think we've belly ached about this before in some ways, but I, mm-hmm. it's getting out of control. It's so more, it's, it's more. time for, it's time for some gear jail because there was a specific guitar and that was one you sent me, which was listed on reverb as the, here's the, here's the title Gibson 1963 SG custom electric guitar, white with case X1273 used. Yep. And then in the listing. The first, here's what it, how it starts. Gibson, vintage, 1963 SG Custom, electric guitar in white. Original case is included, exclamation point. Yeah, original case. You'd be like, oh, wow. Goes on. Ooh, we just got a nice little I thunder. thunderstorm. Goes on for a while. The 1963 Gibson SG Custom is a vintage electric guitar that is highly sought after by players well, alike. That's the copy and paste of the uh, description of that, you know, Wikipedia or whatever of that guitar. Right, but you'll notice at yeah. no point do does it say reissue. Does it say reissue? No. But and it's actually look, a Murphy Lab. Yeah, it's a Murphy Lab guitar. Looks great. Listed fifty three ninety nine. Yeah, but you had to zoom into the last photo where it says Murphy Lab certificate in the case, and I was like, oh, I had to put this together myself. We need to start calling reissue guitars reissues. Reissue guitars. Yeah, I don't care if it's a custom shop, whatever. Put reissue in the listing because. Well, and that, and then, you know, there's a very reputable dealer that we know very well. And I, I'm thinking they may have just made a mistake on this. Oh, that right. The 54 custom. 54 custom, literally in zero places did it say reissue, except for uh, that little similar search box that you get sometimes mm. that popped up and it said, you know, starting for 45. And of course, by the price you and I yeah, know. It's missing a zero for right. sure. Um, but still, even under year, it said 1954. That hopefully that, yeah I, yes exactly that was that, that was has fucked up. that has to have been an oversight I think that was a mistake who listed it because we know that dealer and they're very reputable yes. they wouldn't try to deceive people yeah but it's like you said man all you're gonna get if you think you're trying to like dupe somebody which I'm not saying they are you're just gonna get it returned it's just I just don't understand this yeah the exactly I the I think you're right though that because that the part with the the, the listing of the of the year what that was egregious that's just like that has to have been a mistake that has to have just been and i don't know how they put those into the system but that had to have just been somebody not thinking and just like typed in the wrong date call just why and, why not just why not call it a reissue well and the other good point that why why can you say gibson vintage your first two words are gibson vintage right that well, vintage gibson doesn't make guitars called with like the vintage series they've never yeah, done that exactly yeah it's not like the american vintage series from, no you know uh fender or something but the other thing that it was kind of weird about not putting the year was that you know they made I, I looked it up they started making those in like 2005 or something like that those the black beauty uh 55 54 reissue yeah. um with the staple pickups staple pickup. and all that fucking awesome guitar one of my favorite guitars of all time they started making those like 2005 but they also made them in like 2017 so i'm like and there's probably differences if of you really go down the down the rabbit hole of like forums and stuff. Yeah. So it'd be nice to know the year of something if you're going to purchase it for $5,000. That's all I'm saying. Or a lot more once you get them taxes and shipping yeah, involved. Dude. Yeah. But uh, both of those were stunning guitars, I, I will also say. Oh, they're beautiful. Holy grail We wouldn't guitars. be talking about it yeah. if we were otherwise because we, I mean, who wouldn't want a 63 SG customer or a 54 yeah. Les Paul custom? Right. 
your boys do. Yeah, you do. You know what your boys also do? Do, 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 do. They do Dave's Docs. They do Dave's Docs. They do Dave's Docs. They do Dave's Docs. Dave's Docs. Dave's Docs. Wow, that's great, man. You just come up with stuff like that all the time. <laughs> I was ripping off like Staying Alive earlier, you know, just trying to <laughs> trying to keep it fresh. But you really got the originality coming through. So, dude, all right. I texted you this morning because um, I watched this documentary and it just came out in 2022. Oh, yeah. So I don't know how it slipped past my radar, though, as somebody who Googles new release music docs yeah. every fucking week just to find out what came out. Bad SEO on this, this came out part. Like probably like I think like last summer, um, August, I think something around there. Have you heard of Songbirds? Mm, I don't believe Do you know I what have. Songbirds is. I don't think so. The incredible story of the world's largest collection of vintage guitars. What? 2022. You can watch it for free on the Roku channel, like the Roku website. You are always coming through with a new channel. Dude, it's great. It's free. No commercials or anything. And it's better than buying it for five bucks on Amazon. The Songbirds was a museum in Chattanooga, Tennessee, with the largest fucking collection of vintage, pure vintage, original instruments. Dude, I want to watch this tonight. Dude, you have to watch it. Now, here's where it gets really crazy. What? What? So it, they okay. So it's it's a new documentary. It's, a brand new documentary. Is it new in the style that you like? Yes, it's beautifully done. Ooh. And I'll get to that because there is, oh, I mean, it's 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 pure vintage guitar porn. I'm the so whole excited thing, right dude. now. It's fucking and it's knowledgeable. Um, it's it's great. So it basically starts with they closed in uh, August of 2020, kind of a pandemic thing, but also kind of, well, I'll get into it. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe just having a bad business model. They have every color of every guitar, pretty much. Uh, guitars between 1948 to 65 is like their their focus. Okay. They had a few newer things. They also had, though, the entire... Well, we all know what happened in 1965. Yeah, with the CBS. Yeah. But they also had the entire collection from the 1966 NAMM show. The entire collection. What? Wait, what? For everyone? Everyone. That's not possible. Watch the fucking documentary. <laughs> so... There's a guy named there's a guy named Johnny Smith. He's the CEO and president. And uh, basically, you know, it, it, it's cool. They go into like some breakdowns about history, mm-hmm. like like the you know how the Telecaster came about and stuff like that. But here's what fucking blew my mind, dude. Are you ready for this? No. The other guy that started it I said I wasn't ready. All right, hold on. <laughs> One, two, three. The other guy that started it is our good pal who comes up here up on here every week. Jobo. Oh, he's in it. But no, the other guy who started oh. it is Dave Davidson from Wellstrung Guitars. What? Yes, he was the original. Him and this oh. other guy started it, and now it's all it's all coming to make together, sense, dude. Dude. So they opened in 2015. Um, he sold them their first. I think he might have had Wellstrung already as a store. Okay. During this time, but he decided to go down there and help them. You just rocked start. my dang world, dude. And he's like, he's like the main guy in it. Like he talks through the whole thing. So he's an awesome guy. Very very passionate about guitars like the way he speaks about just the beauty of a guitar and how they were built and just you can tell that he's like a true vintage connoisseur Mm -hmm. it's fucking awesome which i love to hear considering well-strung guitars has the greatest working collection of you know guitars for sale it it must uh, yeah that it must be so a little bit about the songbirds place basically it's a museum and you pay like i think it was like an annual fee or a monthly fee or something like that you can go in there anytime when they're open walk around check stuff out for an additional fee you can get the player's card and you can play anything in there. 
anytime you want, as long as they're open. You could literally just be like, yeah, 58 Les Paul, go ahead, hand it's, it over. It's called the player's card. Yeah. Now, I don't know what it costs. They didn't that get just brought prices. a fucking tear to my Dude, eye. Dude, it's, it's, it's everything we've dreamed, right? I mean, it's... So uh, I would love to move to Nashville. Almost from moved to Chattanooga, Tennessee, just that to uh, happen. Um, so there's there's a cool backstory about some of the people that work there. It's kind of heartfelt, you know, because it is they did start the documentary kind of filming on like one of the last days that they were open. So you get like kind of that feel of like it's this family, small company, you know, big mm-hmm. big museum, like gorgeous, gorgeous fucking layout. Everything's in class cases with doors that so open. They, so are do you just do they. Do they just have like rooms that you would take the things back? They have like the play? main entrance area where you see some cool shit and everything's in glass cases. Some stuff in like a, like grandfather clock style, like singular cases. Oh, cool. And then some of it like behind glass. But you can play literally anything there if you want. Um, and then they have the back room. And so that's when, where the when you say one is. of every every color. Pretty much. Like if you're talking about like, okay, like I want to I want a 57. I don't know if it would gold be top less Paul. Oh, I'm sure they have a bunch of those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, no, I, I should say like as far as like, you know, uh, maybe every custom color P base from 66 or 65, like mid 60s. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So they're probably not all with the same year and the color. OK, but custom original custom colors of everything. So if but you want to see at least that, something from every year, every era. Yeah, I would say like every era. So, you know, I mean, there's a part where like the camera and like I said, so the cinematography is awesome. The fucking like photography, I guess you could call it super up close shots of like wood grain and just like beautiful beautiful shots mm-hmm. uh relaxing little guitar playing in the background the whole time that's not like intrusive to the to the interviews or anything it's fucking it was very like calming electric and acoustic i'm assuming uh mainly solid body electric okay. so they did have some acoustic stuff but that wasn't their focus got it um so that that's cool they also have two stages where they started doing shows uh, a north stage and a south stage inside of this place. I think it was like upstairs. Mm-hmm. So they would rent out the venue, do shows, bands would come in, stuff like that. So it was kind of like they wanted to make this kind of all in one. And they're very proud of the fact that like how clean it is, the collection, how good the service is even like, at you know, at the, at the venue and all that and how they treat people. Like they're very considerate of all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff and kind of proud of that. So, so let me get back to the, the rooms thing. So you walk yeah. in and there's like the main area Glass cases everywhere and fucking any any guitar you'd ever want to see is in the front. In the back is where the cool shit is. Yeah. They have the only all Rosewood Strat from 1969-70. The one Hendrix didn't want. The one Hendrix, he died right before he was supposed to get it. And they were Fender was going to give it to him. Oh, and Elvis wound up with he that guitar. He passed away. Fender held on to it, and then it ended up getting sold, and they got it back. Somewhere. Elvis owned that guitar. That's right. And he, That's right. Hendrix never got it. Yeah. Elvis got it. Yeah. But it did sit did at Fender it, for a and while. And it was heavy. Yep. It, yeah. Like nobody. 15 pounds or some <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah. Solid rosewood. And, and it obviously like the telly was the more popular version of that. But they, they talked about how, you know, they gave George Harrison. Oh, one man. And like all that. So that Who was fucking. Who has it now? Well, okay. So here's the thing. So I'm jumping ahead a little bit. Yeah. But it's like they, the museum closed in August, 2020. Fast forward, uh, essentially well strung or, Dave Davidson is buying back all these guitars mm. for himself. And now you understand not Why? for himself, but for, for sale. The shop. He goes, he goes, we'll just find if somebody needs something, we'll find it. And like, they probably have stuff in like a warehouse and they know where to go get it. Um, but he basically owns the, I would say he owns the, what's left of that. Now, uh, oh, man, there was kind of some funny shit, man. They, there was a kind of a cool thing. I liked that. They said, um, when they first announced the store opening in 2015, 
a lot of people were like, oh, you're going to have like famous guitars from this guy and Clapton's this and like that and that. And he goes, he goes, no, he goes, we have a few famous guitars who one, we have a set of guitars that have come from famous people, but we don't advertise it like that. Mm -hmm. He goes, this isn't what it's about. It's about history and it's about like the, the most perfect guitars that were ever made. If they belong to someone famous or not was irrelevant. Although they did have a glass case where uh, they had some famous guitars that were like sign and stuff. Uh, Roy Orbison's Jazz Master, Buddy Guy's mm. Strat, Robbie Krieger's Les Paul SG, uh, Chuck Berry's ES335, Fogarty's 1960, 1960 Faded Burst Les Paul, oh. which is like yellow, fucking awesome, oh. and a Dick Dale Strat. So they had some like quote unquote famous guitars. Yeah, I'd say those are quote unquote famous yeah, guitars. But those, and I don't know if like you could play those because they have like autographs on them and shit. I yeah. think they're more for like collectible stuff. Uh, so I thought that was fucking cool. Uh, they, they did a quick history of the Telecaster. It started off as the Broadcaster, which a lot of people of course, yeah. know. Uh, they Gret, got sued the by Gretsch company because they had a drum set called Broadcaster. With a K. So they removed the decal. It became the Nocaster for a few years. And then they based the name Telecaster on the television, which was the most popular appliance at the time. He said, they said they don't think there will ever be another one again, like another museum like this again. And I quote, uh, there's nowhere else at there's nowhere else like it anywhere in the world. No one's going to be dumb enough to ever put something like this together. Again. <laughs> I, I, I truly think they were like hemorrhaging money. Uh, I, I mean, that's, that's gotta be the there's, only, that's so crazy because I don't, those guitars in the museum, like weren't for sale technically. Like yeah. they were, I'm not sure if you had money and you wanted to get one, but it was for the tour and for the history of the guitars and, and possibly being able to play those guitars. The, yeah. The value in there. was So, just... well, so Dave Davidson, when they fast forward later, he estimated they were spending between twenty to twenty-five thousand dollars a month just to keep it open. Well, yeah, but I'm saying what the value of the, all the instruments oh, in there. Well, that they, you're sitting the guy on. made a joke and he was talking about because uh, he's like, yeah, we'd have artists come and play on the stage, and they're like, oh yeah, what's your green room? And he's like, oh, we have a four million dollar green room. So <laughs> yeah. they just the green room is just like insane guitars on yeah. the walls and stuff. He's like, don't bring your beer in there, you know mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Uh, I will say this: I did not know this, man. I learned a little history about the. Uh, the uh, Carina Explorer. Yeah. 58. The 58. So in 58 and 59, Gibson was doing not well. And they invented the V and the Explorer. And the modern. Yeah, right. To uh, basically be like something that completely so no one's ever seen before. They didn't take off. They bombed. They sure did not. Uh, and then they found out that the Carina, the wood called Limbo wood, mm -hmm. the dust was carcinogenic. Yes. <laughs> So that people were getting sick, and so they were like, "Okay, we can't make these anymore." So mm -hmm. that's why those are so rare. And I, I think I heard that somewhere, but I, it was confirmed in this movie. So I thought that wow. was pretty fucking cool. That is, yeah, that is, that is a really, that is a really solid nugget. Yeah, dude. I, I how did we miss this documentary, dude? I'm like mad at myself. Well, maybe because it was maybe, how long? Well, 2022 wasn't that far away. Was it like the beginning of 2022? Like how? Like I think it, I think it came out like last summer. Dang, the other thing is, um. Yeah, it's, it's it's kind of emotional. It's kind of just like, a, you know, it's always sad to see a company close when they yeah. were trying to do such a nice thing for the community and like people would come from all over the world to like check this. Place I would have gone there. I would have gone there this weekend. Like, you know, Damn. but the way they talk about it, he's like, we'll never open another one because mm -hmm. it was just it was just so fucking I'll expensive. Just go buy something from Wellstrom. That's so that's where Dave Davidson's getting all his stash. So remember how we joke. Does he have a time machine? In a no way, way yeah. in a way, <laughs> maybe the closest thing to it, right? 
Um, oh, and then I will say this. This was a kind of a nice little cherry on top, and then I'll wrap it up. But the they started a foundation. So they released out the existing space of that museum. Mm-hmm. And they started a foundation called um, the Songbirds Foundation, which is for gearing, uh, geared towards uh, educating young generations, so younger kids. And all the money goes back into that fund. So hmm. uh, thirty five hundred kids joined up right when always I a huge up. fan. So of that's that. fucking awesome to hear. Uh, I could go through gear spots, but let's be honest, dude, it's just all gear spots. It's all gear spots. There was what was know, your favorite base? Uh, they they didn't show too many bases. They showed them in the, like in the case, but mm-hmm. they didn't take anything out. He was taking out guitars, though. Like, for a good bit of it, one of the guys is just holding the 55 Les Paul, the black one we were just talking about. Mm. Just being like, yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty cool, I guess. Talking about, like, the Gibson history and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, yeah, cool space. I mean, they had custom color P bases, which That's is always, always, saying. always tickles my tickles my pickle. Uh, Joe Bo's in it. He is in it a lot. He actually talks a lot. And you know what? He has a soothing voice. I actually enjoy listening to him speak. Listen, I think our, people need to realize... We love Jobo. Yeah, he's a, he seems like a cool hang. Jobo is the Guy Fieri of the guitar world in a way. He's not, but he's even not like that over the Jobo. Jobo has you, you wouldn't be surprised if he showed up at Flavor Town. I will say he he had a good quote in the movie. He said, um, "These guys make me feel like a hobbyist." And we know how Jobo has maybe the arguably he the has best two collection. collections and the, yeah. one in Nashville, and one he's in like, L.A. He's like, I come here because this the, I'll, I'll I'll find something new every time I come here. Oh, I'm so sad I uh, don't get to go. So obviously, Dave Davidson from Wild Strong's in it. Uh, John Schneider, who was an actor and country singer, is in it, and he hmm. he does a performance on the stage. It's pretty good. John Five is in it. Whose real name I didn't know is John Lowry. Okay, Rob hey. Zombie's yeah. guy, uh, and then Eric Johnson is playing a little playing around a little bit, stratting it up. Yeah, dude, it's uh, honestly. I, I couldn't ask for anything more in a doc. And it was only an hour, so it wasn't like a super long watch. I could rewatch it tonight. Like, it's that good. Give me your rating. 10 out of 10 guitars. Oh. Because, dude, documentary standpoint, perfect. Content was anything I could ever dream of watching. 10 out of 10 well-strung guitars. Yeah, exactly, right? Um, the fact that it was well-strung was, like, looped into it, and we've been talking about these yeah. guys for, like, a solid to them. year. They're really nice. Yeah, of course. Shout out. Um, I fucking loved it, dude. It was perfect. I hope you watch it because... Yeah, it's. I hope I hope everybody watches Songbirds. I'm gonna watch it tonight. You know why I think I might have skipped over it? Cause like I might see like that title and like it doesn't really show like a bunch of guitars. That's, that sounds like an it Apple looks, an Apple TV Plus show. Yeah, that I've about never like watched. backup singers or something. It just sounds like or about like country songwriters or something like that. Yeah. But I hovered over it and I was like, oh, this is about a. I was gonna say because ten feet from Stardom, whatever that's, that's called, very was good. one of the best that's I've very ever good. seen. Yeah, I wasn't dogging on that one, but um, yeah, I dude, it's everything you'd ever want in a documentary. So. Singing that out, song, even got a little teary at the end, dude. It's a few few emotional moments. Can't wait. Movie, so. Great yeah, one. Wow. Thanks for thanks for unearthing dude, this gem. I'm just excited that this 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 exists. Me too. And I hope somebody one day opens a, another one. Dave, I'm excited you exist. <laughs> Me too, man. <laughs> That's Silly perfect man. response. Let's get a future gear. Buddy. Let's do it, bud. Not that much this week, so we're you know like it's a. I'm sure this is already yeah heavy. So we'll see what happens. Uh, well, let's just get into the. I got myself the Metalverse Electronic Solar Sound Desktop Saturator. Yeah, you did. And we checked it out. You checked it out and more asked, than me. And you asked my thoughts, and I said, hey, let's wait for future gear. And yeah, here, here so we here we are. are. <laughs> Time flies. Okay, so let me start with what everything starts with when you're buying something online. Packaging. Mm-hmm. I showed it to you, Dave, because I was so impressed. So cool. The packaging, the personalized touches of the packaging. Love it, man out of this world experience adds an extra 
you know, if, if I were to rate these, which I would would never do, it would give me an extra point on it just for the packaging alone. Oh, just the thought the thought that was put into well, it. Well, not it was well packaged, of course, but it has stickers, button, tote bag, a freaking tote bag, like a full full size little, you know, tote my books in there bag. Uh personalized handwritten note that's fucking cool nice to henry yeah all this stuff oh yeah. and a little parachute toy man and a parachute toy man those days favorite yeah. and the unit itself very classy and cool looking now when you showed me that did it come with any like wrapping or protection fully bubble wrap okay bubble wrap oh okay, yeah because i didn't see the bubble wrap. fully so. protected good good so and yeah the device itself is fucking awesome looking i was really i didn't I mean, I knew, you know, we described what it looked like, but I didn't expect it to look so classy. Mm-hmm. It's got those, these brass standoffs separating the PCB and the top plexiglass yeah. as well as the PCB in the bottom walnut And I like base. the wood. Yeah, the base is really sexy. Really classy looking purple per, uh, PCB. Uh, so the way it's not, you can't really call it a pedal. It's a, this like sure. desktop unit because it doesn't have a traditional stomp box or a stomp switch. Right. It's a, just a little push. Yeah. Switch. You don't want to kick that too many times. You don't want to kick it too many yeah. times. That, and it's classy and cool enough. Cool. Cool enough that you don't mind having it on your desktop. I think, I think it, it actually oh, yeah. would look amazing it on would a look desktop. Great right there. Yeah. And she'll probably live there if I'm not too worried about getting it dusty and might still just leave it wrapped yeah, up while I'm not using it. But I'm using it right now because it's pretty cool. And it so I've got it set up on top of my guitar amp. And so I plug, I got it a couple days ago. And I have to say shipped it immediately. It came right out. Also, I, again, do have to apologize. They are quite sold out at this yeah. point. So, you know, maybe there will be another really teasing it. limited run someday. But, you know, it will also drive up my eventual, uh, if I ever decide to get rid of it, which I probably never will, uh, price on reverb someday. Uh, but so packaging... Top notch, ten out of ten. Uh, but you know the the thing itself is really interesting because so I have a, I'm playing guitar with it, and the first t- when I first opened it, it was quite sunny out, and like I have a lot of sun coming in from those west facing windows, and had it sitting on top of the amp, and it was quite pronounced the effect. I you know I was using my ES three thirty, which has vintage P nineties, and it's not the most not the hottest pickups you're ever going to play. Yeah. It, you you would get even more, but it was definitely like a pretty solid, what I would call distortion. And I was like, I liked it, but I was kind of having, I was like, I'm not sure if this is like right. Maybe it's wrong pickups or something like that. But then fast forward a couple of days, get some more time today. I've been playing it. Yeah. And the, it was quite overcast. And for a while there, it was in the perfect zone where so fu- it's so weird. the sun was like just dim enough where it was the sound that I freaking loved. I re- I was re- I was vibing hard, dog. Yeah, I mean it sounded cool when I walked in, but then there was like a hum issue. That well, we I think, and out. then what we realized was that it got too dark. Yeah, because it was like overcast it and was, started it to was, rain. It didn't get it stopped getting enough power to even right. really like it, it was still working, but it was just doing this low hum, which I'm sure you could dial out, but it was just noticeable, and we we're like, oh, that's that's strange. I was surprised uh, when I walked in and heard you playing it. How, I guess how 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 much like how much beef it actually added to it. I mm-hmm. thought it was going to be just more of like a kind of a boost pedal, like it looked, it's a, like a louder signal. Yeah, it's like a full on overdrive again. I, I'm not sure if we really fully drilled this point home. If you hadn't listened to the last episode, this is solar powered. Like yeah. this is there is no, no battery. nine volt battery. There's mm-hmm. no plug into the wall. This is straight up just powered by the sun. Yeah, and and 
that's such a, an amazing, beautiful concept to me. I had to, I had to investigate it. And when it was slightly dim, I have to say, I kind of liked it a whole hell of a lot more than the sun. This like, yeah, kind of almost choked fuzz kind yeah. of vel uh velcro kind of fuzz thing and i was i was i was jamming hard uh you should try it tonight like with all the lights off just to see like what well no what we heard what happens when it doesn't have i know power. but i just, just wonder like a low if it, hum like, that wasn't working very if it like good. just doesn't do anything or I, I could just like cover it oh yeah put a blanket over it or something just put, put my face put my butt cheeks on there on it yeah, no, it's I very wanna, cool. I don't want to even put my fingies on there. It's so so pretty. I don't want to get it yeah, dirty. Yeah, that's a smu- that's going to be a smudge, smudge factory. So, but there's no, I mean, all it has is two little knobs. There's nothing really to touch on yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Keep your fingers, keep your dang greasy fingers off my drunk, d- dirty machine. It's very what cool. What is it called? Solar Sound, Solar Sound Desktop Saturator. Desktop Saturator. Yeah, and I think with the Saturator thing, I was like, oh, it's just going to be like a mild boost or mm-hmm. something. But it really got some pretty wicked tones from what yeah. I heard, So. That's always nice, right? When you kind of it over delivered in a way. It does. Yeah, I'm I'm quite happy with it. Even aesthetically, it's just a beautiful piece that anyone would love to have on their desktop. Yes. Okay, this next thing that we're going to talk about, potentially depending on how you feel about it, could have gone in another section of our show today. Okay. And so uh, Martin has announced new acoustic guitars, which is always I'm always oh I saw these. Did you see them the 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 street legend series i did okay so i didn't even need to put a little picture in here because yeah you've seen that martin is is on the relicking acoustic guitar wagon now i will say this because i was i was looking at martin's for a little while when i had my my crazy obsessive thing wanted to buy a new acoustic mm. or a new old acoustic Indeed. and i was looking at new martins or newer martins mm-hmm. and this isn't the first time they've done somewhat of a relic guitar they had I, a st- i haven't seen it quite like this no no that is that looks like I mean it's almost like a keen to like uh it's like my my guitar is a big wear spot like that yeah I mean, but even though this is this is a lot worse than mine, mine no that's is, but mine has like a big wear spot on that you know yeah that lessens the value of it yeah they, by the way they over they might have over relicked it on that one model. okay so we're burying the a little bit they've come out with a new d18 and d28 street legend models and same difference differences you would typically find between a, a D18 and a D28, except the D18 has a much heavier relic mm-hmm. as well. The D the D28 is still relic a bit, but that's a bit more of sort of just like a well loved vintage. Yeah, guitar. that kind of looks more like what a guitar looks like after forty years. But uh, so the D28 has more like fanciness. It has like binding and stuff, or what is the no? Difference? So the the D did the, the D28 has rosewood back and sides, okay. spruce top. Uh, uh, I believe an ebony. Yeah, yeah, I believe it's an ebony board. Yeah, and then um, the D18 has uh, mahogany backsides and neck. Uh, it's got slightly different bracing. Um, it's okay. just yeah, just like it usually when you think about the martin sort of uh d dreadnought models yeah. the d18 is kind of the entry one it's still yeah. a great guitar the d28 is kind of like the standard that everyone gets d35 then you've got binding on the fretboard okay, gotcha. it's a little bit fancier yeah. as the numbers then go up goes, they get yeah then there's like sure. i've got the d76 but that's because it's the, the 1976 right, right, right 1776 i guess whichever way you look at it uh so yeah the d18 is you is the sort of like entry full martin d yeah. dreadnought deal so with that uh with that that overly relict one um mm-hmm. i i was really trying to find some better pictures of it or even like a video but i couldn't find much so yeah it was it was just the product photo it was, was just that one yeah it's like i need to see it from like an angle and see like how deep the ruts go 
And if everyone looks exactly like that, yeah, you know, how do they now, how do they really get away with that? I, I do think it looks kind of cool, but again, I would have to see it up close to be like, okay, this either looks really fake, or maybe they did a good job with it. I don't know. Yeah, but th- my thing is that even if they did a good job with it, I just it feels so much worse to me than it does with electric guitars. I'm yeah. not exactly sure why, but it, it really, it really, I it, I felt revolted when I saw it. And yeah. you know what? I mean, I love Martin. I love Martin. Oh, they're the guitars. best. I think they're the best. I just it's that for something and to pay I mean that's a twenty four hundred dollar guitar well right yeah so getting into the price and the D28's 28 yeah yeah it's a lot man just just connected the dots on that one because they have it listed at 2799 but I I just have to say like if you bring out like a fake relic acoustic like you better be a fucking shredder on that <laughs> like you can't just break that out and be like I play Cobble anyway here's Wonderwall yeah exactly which I do enjoy playing that song at home from time to time I'm but sure uh you do. but yeah you better be like you know some fucking like Billy Strings or like one of these like I agree I agree with that I feel I think that's actually fair to say about relic electrics too like a heavy relic electric yeah you can't you can't bust out a full like the heaviest relic Fender does and then yeah yeah yeah, you're like playing like three blind mice and shit. <laughs> yeah, totally. Two more things, buddy. One is a confirmation of a of a leak that came out, and this Ooh, is kind of like exciting. We don't leak. have we don't have the full details on the whole thing on the whole sitch the whole line yet, but there was a leak uh, that Walrus, who we dig around here, Walrus Audio, big fan. We're going to come out with a whole line of affordable pedals that all sort of look the same, much like your, you know, how Boss all looks the same or like JHS has those cheap ones. The twist is that, and I, and I very rarely do I do this, but twice in this episode of the show, I have a a screenshot that I want to show you because they all have the same layout and that same layout is of relatively small pedals, but all with sliders on them. Oh, I'm not sliders. I love a slider on a pedal. You do? I do. I think it looks cool, but functionality wise, I was playing with my microsynth last night. And they're but they're sideways, so they're not up and down sliders. That is actually maybe better. You're yeah. like less likely to accidentally Dog, kick them. you know how much I like the slide the harmonic perk, the H perk. I know, but that's the two, Hank perk. That's two sliders. Uh, it is two I sliders. do like the design. I think they're they're classy looking yeah because they've always had every one of their pedals has always sort of had Theirs that un- like, unique they do like the really artwork the and everything artwork, on there yeah. so yeah there was a, a leak of this image that i'm showing you right here gotcha. and it has a drive distortion fuzz trem phaser chorus delay and reverb the whole the whole kit and caboodle that one would ever think to release with some pedals a whole line they're all they're coming out but and, and so there was this leak people were like we don't know what's going to happen then walrus like yo yeah it's it's coming out so we'll let you know more yeah i always wondered later. that like if there's a leak like that you kind of just have to come out and get in front of it right just yeah. be like yep this is this that's is what right. we got sorry to that they got spoiled for y'all yeah. but we're still gonna do Plus, it and that's now a pretty small to, company i wonder like who what fucking they're employer. stepping it up that's true but i was like what employee just was like Meh. i to me it or looks they gave like it this is somebody? like someone else took yeah, a picture like that they weren't supposed to gotcha because it's just on a chair it's on a pedal board and it looks to be all of the collection I yeah would so it's probably some sort of demo dealer deal yeah good call last one last thing and this one's gonna be exciting for you my friend i don't know if you saw this this week maybe i saved it to talk about now and that is a new product from our friends at ampeg oh i did see this i think the SGTDI pedal. Yes, I did. Dog, it looks awesome. It is okay. So this pedal that it was just announced and is actually available for sale already uh, is a preamp 
and DI whole kit and caboodle modern bassist thing that you'd want in a box. It's got what it's called the SGT because it's got what they call super grit technology because mm. you get that grit that want that that's what everybody that's wants. What, that's what you get an SVT for. And uh, but you not only that it's so it has of course as you'd imagine a fully emulated Ampeg SVT sound. It's also got a switchable B15. You can just use yes, that I saw that. That's kind of one of the big features on it, right? That's one of the big features. Versatile three band EQ, sweepable mids. You got to be able to sweep the mids. I mean, we all know how Dave likes the mids. <laughs> ultra high and three way ultra low, which is or one of my favorite things about that my SVT the rocker switches and which, stuff. Which yeah. when you get that ultra low, it's Dude, just it's like just, that's my there's my my testies. That's the walls, yeah, shaking. Variable compressor, nice. Aux headphone section, fully stereo too. Really full featured, I noticed. So you can run uh, different, like if you if you run like backing tracks or something, you can run those through your DI, whatever, however you want to do a practice headphone. But you can also plug a headphone. It's got a full headphone amp in there. The first ever IR loader cab simulator mm. loaded in as well from Ampeg. So it comes with three classic factory cabs as well as three cabs, like three newer sounds. So it's got... Um, your B fifteen, I assume. Fifteen yeah. four I think it's I think it's fifteen, four, ten, eight, ten. Yeah. And then also from like the newer A V series, I yep. believe. The it's like a one or it's a two ten, one twelve, two twelve. So you get like extra sounds. But you can replace those three with any three IRs that you have access to. Oh really? Yeah. So you, you can hook it up to you, the computer. You can hook it up to the computer and run any IR IR that you want. Oh that's nice. So if you already have cabinet models that you really love, which most people probably do, right. throw those on there. Which is also a great way to kind of de- or like test it out. Like be like, oh well I'm used Com- to this compare, cab sound. Compare it to the uh, ones to that what, are on there. What you've been using. Exactly. So, so this is oh, really old by the way it also is US is USB so you can You say this would get computer. probably the most usage out of just like for like home recording and stuff then I would think, I think right? live too man honestly yeah. like if you I would just ru- if you could run this straight to front of house Right 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 you know as a DI. like cuz it has a through so you can still if even if you don't want to use any of the like the effects or anything on yeah. there you run it to your base amp Right and you can you can I mean you could run, which would be also probably pretty awesome run it to just a power amp in a cab Yeah I'm or sure just run it or just run it through and then still have your amp on stage but then run this DI till they have the access to that sound as well and can even just blend it It blows my mind that I mean with all these coming out recently that they haven't come out with something like this sooner you know yeah, because they the I mean, they, they've made, they've really made some like sort of like preamp type pedals, but they certainly have never done anything yeah. to this, like you said, where it's the full rig with with the cabinet and the IR and all that, like the, the modern technology. This is the first they've done that. This also reminds me of why I've held out for so long not having a DI. Mm-hmm. Because I'm just like it, everything just keeps coming out cooler and cooler. Like this would probably be at the top of my list. Yeah, I think it's 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 gonna be awesome. Did you catch the price? I did not. I think it's kind of reasonable. Two two hundred three ninety nine. Oh, four hundred. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. I it's got it's got it's digital got a lot technology of in there. Yeah, you're, you're not going to get anything below three hundred bucks right. with yeah, that kind it's of. Not I think it with with especially from a company as big as Ampeg, maybe yeah. you know some sort of knockoff or something. But I don't know. I feel like for everything that 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 we went through with the preamp, you can switchable distortions if you want the SVT or the yeah. B fifteen sound, and then the IR loader. I mean, it kind of. If I was if I was a mo- today's if I was today's modern gigging bassist, this would be at the top of the things I would be considering buying for myself. And it has a compressor in there, which is a really nice. Yeah, feature. that's a nice feature, especially for an Ampeg. Uh, you know what I think? Um, so 
a long time ago in the forums, uh, people were doing shootouts comparing an actual SVT. I don't remember if it was vintage or mm-hmm. not, but like the actual SVT tone. And somebody found out if you had like a Mark base head and then the Tech 21 VT preamp mm-hmm. or VT pedal, you could get really close if you dialed it in a certain way. And they're, they've done like YouTube videos on it and stuff. Mm-hmm to get really close to the SVT sound. So I do wonder how it compares to the SVT sound in general. Also considering that it doesn't have like a tube in it or anything. So you, no, it's all, you've got to kind of, yeah, you've got to kind of fake that, that tube overdrive. That's what I'm saying. I can't, I, but I did, if, I did listen to demos. Oh, you it. did. Oh yeah. It sounds okay. good. Awesome, I mean, if, I'm probably not like, like you said, like scientific sort of yeah. comparison. Yeah. It's, if, a, it's, if a, it's a product, good it a product demo. Yeah. 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 No, that's fucking awesome, man. I mean, it reminds me I need to get a DI, but I'm just lazy like that. You know what, dog? It might be the one. Four hundred for a DI is a lot of money. I don't know. But you, I, hopefully, yeah, I would say probably not. If if you don't plan on using it for any of the other features, yeah, it not? wouldn't. It would be overkill, I think. But if you're going to be gigging, I mean, honestly, I think that would be. I would rather give a front of house guy that DI than and just like a real, yeah, just like your cord and your. Guitar. Just like with the full cabinet emulation yeah. and everything, like the full IR and that all that, awesome. I feel like that I would rather give that than the DI from the app. But I don't know. Standard, yeah. Nice, I don't dude. know, buddy. I like it. I like you. Great stuff like today, you in the show, dude. I feel like we learned a lot. I feel like we touched each other. It was just a nice time. It was a great. It's always a great time with you, buddy. It is, man. And folks, if you made it all the way to the end of this beefer episode, why don't you go make some music?